0: Hello, everyone. We're glad you found us and welcome to our podcast at antiqueauctionforum.com. We hope you find this show entertaining and informative.
1: We have a great show for you today. I have Rain Haynes in Texas on the other line for co-host today. Hey, Rain, how you doing?
0: Always a pleasure. Thanks for having me.
1: Oh, yes. And our guest today is the CEO of WorthPoint. How I found WorthPoint, I was on the Internet oh, about oh, two weeks ago and looking to see which antiques-related website received the most traffic online. And then I hit Worth Point, and my eyes bugged out. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. Um, it kind of blew the doors off of everyone else. So we have the CEO, Will Sippel, on the other line in Atlanta, Georgia. How are you doing, Will? I'm doing fine, Martin. How are you? Great, thank you for joining us today. So why don't you uh, start out and tell us uh, about Worth Point? And I'm very curious in how you got such a high traffic site going.
2: That I've been working on in my head for I don't know five or ten years, and we we actually started the company a little over three years ago. You know, we all go through these second crises or something in our life, or we decide we don't (laughs) want to do what we're doing, and we can be twenty some years old, or we can be you know forty or fifty some years old, and. And my real turning point was at 50, saying I don't want to be a corporate executive anymore. Of these tech companies, and want to go back to what I like doing, which are antiques and, and collectibles. Mm-hmm. And so you were a collector. I was. You know, us, us guys start collecting things when we're in, you know, in our early teens or kids, maybe even earlier. We start mm-hmm. with rocks and flowers, and we cram them all into our pockets. <laughs> and then we get a little more sophisticated. Marbles. Yeah, marbles.
1: <laughs> you go to
0: marbles. You go from rocks to marbles.
2: <laughs> and um, Boy Scout patches and coins. And, um, then we go on to girls and cars are now iPods. And, um, girls are the know, most expensive, you have to admit. At <laughs> you know, some point in our life, we move hey, back Hey,
0: wait a minute, so, wait a minute.
1: So, mm-hmm.
2: so, Yes. um, El Paso or wherever. Uh, I can look around in all these different magazines and trade guides and everything and I can you know somewhat find the prices Um, but you know I can't go in one place and find them. I can't compare them Um, or Some, the worth, like or
1: Orthopedia Premier Price Guide, is that basically what you're talking about?
2: Yeah. Um, well, that's the, just the beginning. Mm-hmm. I look at, and going back to, to digital equipment, Ken Olsen, all, all the founder always used to talk about um, uh, the iPod. I, I, I wouldn't say iPod, but to go back to the, it the Sony Walkman. <laughs> and, one of those. And, you know, if you look at the Sony Walkman and where it was in the 80s, that's where point is, is a, is a price and research center in my mind. And we need to get to where the iPhone is. Mm. And we need to do that over the two to three years and not 15 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the Worthopedia is the beginning of something. Um, and we have some really cool product releases that if I could knock on something, that, that they'll start rolling out at the end of January. Uh, but um hmm. i think you'll be blown away with where we go over the next three years with what's in here and what's in here and easy to use and keep in mind that today we are the walkman uh, which was cool back in the early 80s <laughs> but pretty unsophisticated compared to the ipod and so um you know i want to be and make that transition over i uh,
1: now, can you talk specifically about what your plans are?
2: I can a little bit, yeah. um, That I, you know, it's hard for anything to be a secret on the internet. <laughs> uh, you know, to, if I look at today and, and look at, at WorkPoint, I mean, we did a hell of a job surviving over these last three years when um, I set out to start a company, I never in my wildest dreams believed we'd have to go through what we did with the economy.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And. Mm-hmm. Not that I think that it's bad um, for our industry in a way because um, I believe people are always going to be buying and selling, but it, it, it proves the point you need information because prices go up and prices go down. But there's still a market for most stuff. But it, it really hampered us in our business plan that when we started WorthPoint, we were going to be primarily ad revenue driven like everybody else in the internet. And technology changed the internet Two years ago, as did the economy, and so on. Um, uh, we had to focus on member subscriptions, but as a dealer, I also believe that you know, if I can get a bunch of data every month for less than the price of gas, it it it, it keeps me from needing books and it keeps me mm. from needing this and that, mm-hmm. and it's got to be a, a good part of my business. So, uh, WorthPoint started with uh, uh, changed the company about a year and a half ago. Into a subscription site, um, and we've done quite well. I think we have somewhere, if you look at the three sites we own, we have about 16,000 monthly subscribers. Wow.
1: Um, yeah.
2: But it really um, is a one dimensional price guide. Um, you know, if, if I was to be criticizing my own site, it's, we have too much data that's too hard to get through and you can't do second searches third searches you can't search by region you can't search by type of auction houses and all that stuff
1: Mm
2: -hmm. uh so that will be coming soon
1: no
2: that's one of the changes that we're a uh uh, technology company also and i think that's what differentiates us in the industry uh the worthopedia has about 78 million items in it and we're going to be adding them this year at about 10 million a month oh my goodness and so on, um, uh, you know, that what what we've designed technology wise, I don't think anything exists anywhere like it on the web. Look, even outside of our industry, that WorthPoint will be the largest data site on the web in the world. Oh, wow. I would have to think so. Yeah, it's you
0: know, I, 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 I still like to read a book, yep. and I still like to get an auction catalog and flip back and forth through the pages. Yep. But I can tell you this much over the 19 years, 20 years, whatever it's been, that I have been a collector and a dealer, you know, I've amassed this huge collection of reference books and auction catalogs and, you know, uh, you know, all kinds of things. And, you know, you sit there and you say to yourself, oh, I know I've seen this before, you know, and you walk up to your library and you just stand there and you think, God, help me. If I have to go looking through all these auction catalogs and Trying to find that, that it's like trying to find a needle in the haystack. You have all the information at your fingertips, but, y- y- you know, I mean, it's its a daunting task to go and, and find that item. And, and you guys have made it so incredibly easy. I mean, for, for me, who still likes the old tried and true, I, I have to be totally honest. And I love the fact that you can just go on the Internet, type in a few keywords, and you've
2: got what you need. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm sitting here with some postcards. I, I have pickers up in Maine that shop for me. And, mm-hmm. you know, somebody said, well, you know, I, I can find all this somewhere else. And it, some of it is available on the web, but um, mm-hmm. a lot of it's not. Um, right. We sell unusual items in our industry. That's what we do. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, right. We are the needle in the haystack. We are <laughs> statistically what you call a long-tail search that's more than two standard deviations out of the norm, which mm-hmm. means it's unusual. And that's what the right. antique business is about. So i was looking at some swallow um which you may know of a martin from living up in new england but he was a, a photographer that did postcards around 1905 to 1910 mm-hmm. really beautiful local postcards the trap life as it was then and you know what you may be able to find one or two on ebay in the last 30 days that's old maybe Yeah. Uh, but Workpoint has a lot of them <laughs> and well you know that's that that's the beauty of it. That um, you know we can get into what statistics means to Google and it's real important. But um, you know it's 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 what Worth points about. Uh, now that's the first dimension is making search easier. Uh, the second is I, I I will tell you and and Michael would probably you know listen to this later so he Michael's my marketing and sales guy so. Uh, He'll he'll talk to me later about what (laughs) what I should say and not say, but uh, we will have some very, very, very sophisticated mobile applications this coming year.
1: Really? Nice. uh,
2: That will blow you away. Hmm. And I will say they will, uh, if you look at the talent of the tech staff at WorkPoint, uh, I would put them up against anybody in the world. Wow. wow. Including Google. That's
0: a big statement. That's a big statement. Yeah, all the way from
2: our. DTO, who's designed, um, and we're going to patent the cloud application for holding all this data, which Mm -hmm. can hold um, somewhere up to 10 billion items we can hold at this point.
0: (laughs) You said billion or million? Billion. That's what I thought you said. I just wanted to make sure I heard you right. I'm like, wait a minute. Did he say what I think he said? Yeah,
2: 10 billion. That sounds like a lot um, of typing.
0: That's a a pretty big number.
2: That's a real big number and (laughs) it to you real time. You know, it reminds me of the Netflix, Have you, and, and part of this is modeled off of, of Netflix, and, and they cater to what's called the long tail in, in delivering movies, and, and people generally don't want to see a main popular movie, they want to see old movies, and mm-hmm. Netflix realized that with their distribution model, and that's like us with what our clients want to look at on the web. They don't want to look at, you know, I, I, I don't know, pick something mainstream. They want to, uh, our people don't want to see uh, Lindsay Lohan. They want to see a 1793 Sheldon Bridey, one penny.
0: Well, they want to see Lindsay Lohan if she's driving it.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Actually, yeah.
0: (laughs) Well, yeah, that too. Because if they have one, they realize the value of theirs just went up.
2: (laughs) Realize that, yeah. And yeah. so that's the type of, of search we cater to. And when you have two hundred thousand searches are uh, coming into Workpoint a day off of Google or something, uh, oh. the the most common one is maybe thirty times, maybe. Yeah. Really and quickly, you get down to onesies
1: and twosies. Is that sure. right? Wow, yeah, that that's amazing. Now, how in earth can a website that's only been up three years? gained the type of traffic. Let's talk about numbers. You just said about 200,000 people a day are on that website.
2: Yeah, I think it's actually more than that, but somewhere around there. Yeah. Martin,
0: I'm going to have him come to my website and make mine get that kind of it. (laughs) We're going to have another conversation when this one is
2: over. (laughs) I can't tell you all the secrets on your podcast, Martin.
1: Yeah, I know. I know.
0: Nobody's going to tell them to me when we're done. (laughs) And then I'll sell them to Martin. (laughs) okay no seriously i mean martin's got a very valid point i mean i i've had a shop on the internet i was one of the first three antique dealers online and and i know that it has been a slow but you know but growing every year trying to get you know the antiques you know community on the internet and using the internet and and you know from from where things were back in 1995 when i first came on board to where we are today you know the 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 Anti-community is, is is coming out in full force, no doubt about it. But again, even after I've been on as long and all the tricks that I know and everything, I mean, what you're accomplishing is huge for truly a niche market.
2: Well, it, it's, you're not Google,
0: you're not you know, you're not uh, YouTube, you're not Facebook, you know. But you are. I mean, your numbers are huge.
2: Well, first, I I, I don't believe, man, and I I think this was a, a consensus that was wrong, and as an entrepreneur, you can bet on, on um, things being wrong and, and hopefully you end up being right. <laughs> uh, somebody told me the odds are better ending up as an NBA star if that's what you dreamed about as a kid, but, um, um, uh, hopefully we're some, you know, further along and the odds will get better. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I, I don't believe it's a niche first off and that collecting inside door knockers is a niche. You know, I'm, sure. when you, you talk about what do people collect and some of the odd ones you found, mm-hmm. um, you know, you know, it's it's together. If you look at what we are, and eBay's proved this, it's a huge market. Um, right. You got all the stuff that was ever created in the world, that most of which didn't end up in a garbage dump, some did, and it comes back. Uh, and you have that being bought and sold every day. Mm-hmm. And I think we're in one of the biggest industries in the world. And that just watching Auction Heroes. Or the new Shike, you know, on um, Spike. Mhm. Uh,
0: I, I, I haven't was, watched that one yet. I've seen uh, I've seen Storage Wars, Auction Kings. Yeah. Did you hear how many um
2: storage units a day are auctioned in the U.S.? Oh, I. Oh, I it's I a phenomenal can't even imagine.
0: And I mean, I you know That's I have my own set of pickers who do that, and yeah, it's it's the the pickers that I've used for years that are storage unit buyers. They've told me that the volume of people that are turning out now. To come in, you know, like the same places yep. that they have gone for years and years and years, the volume of people that are turning out now, you know, with their savings, thinking that they're going to, you know, they're going to go and retire because of the show. They said, you know, they've really bumped the prices up. And I said, you know, the thing about it is, is that these people don't understand the dynamics of what it is that you do, and they're going to take their five or $10,000 yep. savings, they're going to blow through it, and it's going to be over after a couple of months, maybe six months and you know and 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 things will go back to normal for you but yeah i mean the popularity of that
2: has increased so think if there's ten thousand units sold a day and 10 Mm -hmm. people Mm -hmm. at an auction right there's a hundred thousand people in the u.s that's not a small market to address
0: no it's Mm. not
2: the people at yard sales the people at at the flea markets the people at auctions the people at pawn stores Mm. um i think we're in a huge market and it's, a lot of it's an underground economy. A lot of it's individual proprietors. And you just don't see it. I I know I was at one of my favorite places, which is a bar. <laughs> it, was a, <laughs> it, was, it was a bar at your time. That's
0: funny. That's mine, too. <laughs> yeah. Will, we have so much in common bars, Houston, warm climates. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. You Are you sure, we weren't at separated bar? at birth. Wow. <laughs>
2: you, you've already talked <laughs> me into going, but.
0: Yeah, um, we're
2: going. We're we'll go to the bar in Miami but that's probably <laughs> another podcast that sounds like my speed and, <laughs> but um there was this was at, I believe it was at a Hyatt in San Francisco mm-hmm. and that um I was I was up there the first night and there's three or four Hispanic bartenders and none of them were very talkative to me but I left them a good tip and then mm-hmm. so the next night they're extremely talkative And I got talking about what I do and all these all Three or four bartenders you know bought and sold antiques and collectibles on the side for extra money How
0: funny! and How funny.
2: they were in things from vinyl to baseball but um you know they, they're they all dealing on the side and this is just a huge business so if you put that in perspective but that it's it's for odd items uh i mean ebay proved it's a huge market uh, antiques roadshow proved it's a huge market you can look mm-hmm. at the u.s mint And now they claim 100, I think it was 100 million people or some outrageous number, collected U.S. quarters. Um, Really? Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of big markets out there, but what WorthPoint has done is taken a look at that and said, okay, I'm not going to get a lot of people coming to my site looking for this or that, um, but we are collectively going to get a lot of people looking for a lot of different data. um, And that's what we're about and organizing that in a great way. So, um, you know, the um, what you'll see coming over the next year to augment that besides all types of search features and more data, you'll see what I hope is the most comprehensive Marks um, database in the world. Wow. Uh, because we all need Marks to decipher things.
1: Sure.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, you'll see all those books on your shelves, ready mm-hmm. they'll, they'll be on our site, and they'll be integrated okay. in with the price data.
0: You know, I think that, um, that that's a wonderful thing because at least for, I mean, there's there's a lot of pricing that, um, you know, is, is put together by price guides, you know, for a lot of the publishing companies. But then, you know, for example, fine art, you know, some of the stuff that I do, Tiffany, lamps and, and things of that nature. I mean, you trying, when you're trying to determine the value, you can't just open up a price guide and say, okay, I have this one. And the 2011 price guide says it's worth this. You know what we do is, you know, we go find the last three that have sold at auction, and they may not have been three that sold that year. So right. we need to be able to go back and find what the last three are, and then average those three together. You know, and then try to factor in what's happening with the economy. But you know, whatever. Yeah, uh, you perfect. know, and but so for yeah, for you to have that kind of information that, that will go back as far as you know you're talking about, and and for us to be able to take a look for the you know for the higher end market, for us to be able to see all of that in one place you know, to help us determine what we should price something at, what we should pay for something, whether it be at auction, you know, privately, whatever. I mean, that's great.
2: Yeah, so first, I mean, coming in simplistically, and there's a knowledge-based difference here, whether you um, know a Tiffany Lamp or you're a homeowner, uh, like the one we had on, uh, I won't use the name, up in, in, in New Hampshire, and she actually had one out. (laughs) <laughs> on her porch in her summer home. Oh. Not understanding the value of what it was.
1: Whoopsie.
2: That um so first you need to look up how do I figure out what this is? And I All can right. see two or three years down the line where we could help you with image recognition to shapes. And
1: Really?
2: Yeah. And so wow. going from there, uh, okay, it looks like you have a Tiffany lamp. Um, Let's go over here, and, and the, by the way, the marks on the bottom help date the item for their addresses. And I'll, we can help you with the pattern. Here's what it is, and then you can go back and look at the prices and say, Oh gosh, I need to understand. Do I need to understand this finer detail? And toggle right back to the um, the, the reference pages in, in the books. Wow.
0: Well,
2: you know, it's, it's it's really because in our business too, as you know, that subtle varieties often mean the difference in a lot of money. Whether it's in grading,
0: absolutely. And you're in a coin, and
2: what's the difference?
1: someone, say, at a flea market or something like that, or at an auction where they need to get information, they see something that looks interesting, um, that, that would be a great tool to have.
2: Yeah, and you'll also see that we're opening in, um, and building site localization this year in Europe, and so oh. um, uh, you'll be able to see some different workpoint point sites depending on where you are around the world.
1: Now, will this go into artwork as well? Yes. Wow, that's a big undertaking.
2: Three publishers willing to work with us on an exclusive basis, uh, with how uh, running pilots on how we start bringing their books and, and integrating them into the website.
1: Mm-hmm. The the amount of input that you're talking about just sounds like uh, um, almost hard to understand how that can happen when you're talking about all these reference books and things like that. Do you have Yeah, people... it just seems
0: like such a massive undertaking, which is great, but wow, 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 wow. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and, and do you have people inputting these things, or is it some type of scanning work you're doing? Or,
2: um, On the, um, you know, that's an interesting question because it's, it's, it's even people. If you look at auction price information, it's in such disparate formats from, I used to say when we were in the oil industry doing some of this type of stuff, that we'd go get records over in um, Algeria or Egypt or somewhere, and there'd be scorpions in boxes with paper. Uh (laughs) Um, So, you know, I I look at that first, if if you look at something that's happened in the technology industry that uh, we had to deal with when I first got into it back in the early 80s, um, every year there was a 40% improvement and the technology available for the same price. And I think it's somebody smarter than me would may know this that picks up the podcast, but we call it Moore's Law of Acceleration. Yeah. And so um, part of me looks at something that's a tech problem today and says, don't worry about it. In two years, the solution will be there and it will be affordable. Yeah. And so on the other hand, I look at the progress people like Ancestry.com have made, or, um, uh, you know, the the 800-pound gorilla Google, (laughs) and saying, if these guys are doing it, it certainly is doable. Um, Mm -hmm. Maybe it's a matter of knowledge, maybe it's a matter of money, but just within our own industry, I think for those of us that um, go to more standardizations and how we present information so it can be collectible... And those of us who choose to use it will end up being able to market better than those that don't. And so mm-hmm. I, I think more and more of the auction records are going to be in a standardized format with the auction houses that want to use technology. Because mm-hmm. wouldn't it be cool if you were on your iPhone and you use a, a standard taxonomy and that you can punch in this number for a certain type of, of um, Tiffany lamp? Or just a, uh, another number for Tiffany lamps and find out on your iPhone where all the ones are available in your town that people are using. Wow. And there's no reason that we can't be doing that next year with with the technology we're developing at WorkPoint.
1: Wow, that's amazing.
2: And so um, on the digitization side, um, you know, we're working with a couple of universities to look at the problem and try to see what the other companies are doing that I mentioned, Mm -hmm. and just get ready and start slogging through it over the next month.
1: Mm -hmm. Now, can you talk about Go Antiques? Absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, And you said there was one other website you're involved in as well?
2: We own Priceminer.com also.
1: Okay. So we can talk about both of those, but uh, Go Antiques, I remember from way back, um, and you bought them three or four years ago?
2: No, we bought them Gosh, I think it was October two years ago.
1: Two years ago, huh? They
2: may tell you it feels like three or four years.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I remember when that happened because I think I had told you before I was friends with Kathy Tenkar, and uh, and you know, and it's like I mean I've known her for so long. I mean since pretty much when Go Antiques started, and uh, great, great person, great. You know I always loved the site, and uh, and it's just you know. You guys have just taken it and expanded more and more, and it, the sheer volume of dealers and merchandise that's on Go Antiques is, again, you know, it's kind of like everything else you seem to touch. <laughs> <Yeah>. Overwhelming. <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot. How many dealers do you guys have on Go Antiques these I think days it's
2: now? around a 1,000. Yeah, it's a lot. It's yeah. a lot. And, and, the, and the, know, the
0: thing of it is, is they're not all American dealers. They're from all over the globe.
2: No, we're also going to rebuild Go Antiques over this year because oh, well, you yep. don't have enough to do and so um we're putting two people on it full-time wow and so we're developing you know basically putting two man years into it mm-hmm. I, I wish i could have done it earlier mm-hmm. um but i can tell you this was all expensive oh yes what and uh what
0: are we gonna what kind of changes are we gonna
2: see um well we're gonna develop user forms mm-hmm. to have the users help us tell us of the things to put in there
0: Mm
2: -hmm. uh but you'll see it integrated into our eye product and um you'll see you know much more sophisticated picture capability Mm -hmm. jason robbins who i love uh as you probably know has um been at the company for 10 years Mm
0: -hmm.
2: between the two companies and so he has a whole suggestion list from the dealers
1: Mm
2: -hmm. Mm -hmm. i want it to be the coolest, funnest place out there. I'm sure it will be integrated with our, our, our blogging.
1: Mm-hmm. So if someone was new in the business, why don't you explain how uh, Go Antiques works?
2: Okay, Go Antiques is a dealer, like an online mall, where you can come in and simplistically upload products into your store. Uh, we can even transfer uh, all types of different formats of, of data into Go Antiques. Into your store for your listing, and you can painlessly, as a user, go on and shop through uh, the listings. We also market the information out to Google and to several other places for people to find your stuff. And a cool feature that we have if somebody's looking for something simple, similar on WorthPoint, uh, your Go Antiques inventory can show up on that page yeah. items for sale.
1: Mm-hmm. So they'd be searching through WorthPoint, and basically it would come up on um, if it was in Go Antiques, that is a connected search database.
2: You can go on there and, and look into the store and go on to the retail side, mm-hmm. or we run display ads. So if you're pulling up the Swallow postcard I mentioned by um, Swallow, mm-hmm. and there happens to be one for Go Antiques in a dealer's inventory, it could show up there on the right. Now, it's not going to show up every time. Okay. But that's a feature where we experimented with um, uh, earlier this year, and it does lead to more le- dealer sales.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I was about to say it's a great marketing tool. It's right. kind of like Google Ads. You know, you're searching for information, and then the ads in which to go buy that, whatever the product or service uses, is, off to the side. It's very smart.
2: Right. Now, we're doing something, that's, I'm going to get a little bit complex here, called tax taxonomy or taxonomizing. Uh, much the way you would uh, negotiate or navigate through eBay,
0: mm-hmm.
2: through uh, levels, and, and there's if you've ever looked carefully on the the, the menus by uh, the different levels, they have numbers assigned to those categories. Oh yes. Mm mm-hmm. hmm. Uh, WorthPoint is developing a taxonomy for for the industry that's much more thought out for antiques and collectibles. So ultimately, we can match by taxonomical numbers.
1: It's like taking another technology and putting it again together
2: yeah and it's kind of neat you know i i I think it will make it much easier to find things Mm -hmm. and to categorize things Mm -hmm. and you know it's just just um the technology that's available today versus five years ago is just mind-boggling
1: it is and and it's going to keep going that way
2: and you know people you know are often afraid of technology and say oh we'll ruin this or ruin that but if you if you embrace it i mean i personally love my eye products and it did didn't ruin my vinyl records you know i'm digitizing them all <laughs> and getting them over <laughs> to, <laughs> to my eye products and you know um, in some way um you look at what the the internet and even ebay has done for the industry and it's made it much easier to put together nicer collections it taught us all about the importance of condition and rarity and you know, in a lot of ways, it's allowed us to build better collections. And for, for me, somebody like me, uh, it, it's enabled me to be a, a dealer uh, and not have to sit at a store, you know, mm-hmm. while I'm flying all over the place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I
0: remember uh, when I first became a dealer uh, online in '95, I had primarily been a show dealer, but I, I rented space at an antique mall. And uh, I started out many, many, many years you know, before I got into this business as a programmer, computer programmer, and, um, you know, was always enthralled with technology and I started out as a dealer in this business very young. And so, um, when I opened up a shop on the internet, I remember, you know, all the other show dealers and the, the antique mall dealers saying, you know, what are you doing that for? Nobody's ever going to go on the internet and buy anything. <laughs> oh, and I remember thinking to myself, <laughs> I remember thinking to myself, eh, "Don't be so sure about that." Yep. And uh, you know, and if, you know, of course, I I was you know quick to to jump on board, but I can tell you this with, you know, with all the the things that I understood about programming and technology back in the day, never would I have envisioned, um, you know, people to really be doing the kinds of things that that you can do on the internet and the information you can gather. I mean, it's to me, it's a good and a bad thing all at the same time. But uh, you know, I, I you know, every time I think about where <clears throat> where we are today I, I kinda laugh to myself and say, Well, you know, this isn't your grandma's antique dealing anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's just it's yeah, you know, every time I sell something to somebody in Russia or, you know, Finland or wherever it may be, you know, as I'm packing this box up and shipping it out, you know, I, I think back to the day when I, you know, setting up the booth at, you know, at the Astro Hall here in Houston. And, you know, and I had a booth at the mall and, you know, you just wait all day long to see who comes through the door, you know, and, uh, and uh, yeah, wow. It's not like that anymore. Isn't that neat? It's <laughs> so great. You know, this morning I was on the phone talking to a friend, um, Mike Wolf, American Pickers. He's such a great guy. Uh-huh. And uh, we were, we were talking about um, the old days, you know, when the Antique Trader, you know, I said, did you already, like, were you ever like somebody who read the Antique Trader? Because he's a picker. You know, so would you really be somebody who would even peruse through the classified sections of, of the antique trader? And and, uh, and and surprisingly, his answer was yes. And, you know, he started talking about that. And, you know, we were talking about the fact that, you know, back then you bought something, you know, with black and white text. And mm-hmm. you had to commit to that when the paper came out. You know, you read, you know, Tiffany Vaugh, six inches tall, gold with blue feathering, whatever, How you know, $500 you call these people on the phone and you said, yes, I'm buying it. And, 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 and the funny thing was that somebody could call an hour behind you and offer a hundred dollars more and maybe you didn't buy it after all. Yeah. And you think about all the different things that we do today, you know, with all the digital, cause there weren't digital cameras back then. People weren't emailing people photos of things. I mean, just how greatly things have changed in the, in what I consider the short period of time that I've been in this business, it's just you know, and and every time I think, wow, that's so cool, something else comes along that's ten times cooler than the thing I just got done saying, wow, that's so cool about. Yeah. So listening to you talk today, to me, uh, being kind of a techno nerdy geek that I am, uh, that I quietly am, yeah, uh, you know, this it, it's extremely exciting. I love hearing about you know just the way that you are developing technology and and, and the more that you're going to create um, new opportunities for people in this business and collectors alike
1: well uh, i've got a question for you along the tech technology line does the subject of net neutrality come up when you're um in your with your developers the possibility of it happening
2: it it does you know and it's it's i look at that I, I think all of us in the, in the tech world, I mean, we all start somewhere, don't we?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And yeah. I think it's critical, whether you're Google or whether you're WorkPoint, you know, everybody needs to have equal access to something. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I struggle with this whole question myself that, you know, I don't, I don't know about you guys, but I pay for high service at Verizon. Not, uh, I guess Bell South here in the South for my house. It seems to get worse and worse, even though you pay for, theoretically, good bandwidth. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I I hate to think it's all going to be clogged up for my neighbors getting Netflix online for cheap. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, But in the end, somebody has to pay for it. um, And that I, I don't think it's fair for the little companies or something that we have to watch certain shows because somebody controls the cable company and then somebody eats up all the bandwidth and we get certain things at our house um, and it's a tough balancing act but you know I, I, I even take it to work point and I think that, that the little dealer ought to have as, as much right to the front page as the big dealer
1: mm-hmm.
2: and sure. that That's great. we need to keep that in mind and I look at work point and we're about links we're about sharing um, you know I'm one of the examples, and I've, I've never gotten my butt across Atlanta to see um, Mr. Mooney over at Coca-Cola, but you know we ought to make his Coca-Cola site as prominent as anything that, that we ever could decide to do on the site because we probably will never do it as well as him.
1: Mm-hmm. It's
0: going to say, neither. <laughs> yeah. It's you know, really it's neither. Cool
1: you know, one of the owners of Google lives right on a... Um, I could almost see his house from where I'm at right now. Oh, wow. And um, he had a $5 million deck put on his house. Can you... I, I've just... I, I don't know why I'm that up on an auction podcast, other than when I hear of a $5 million deck, I just... <laughs> It kind of baffles me. I just want to see
0: the house. (laughs) If it has a $5 million deck, I want to see the house.
2: I want to know what he collects so I can sell
0: (laughs) it. Exactly. Exactly. I want to to get on the mailing list for the next Christmas party.
2: (laughs) That would be fun, too.
0: He probably has quite the fireworks display in the backyard so people can stand out on the $5 million deck and enjoy them. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, I talked to the contractor that worked on it, and he said it was really something to build—pretty amazing. You know, we've what? we've run out of time. Can you believe that? No, it seems like it we've always just goes started. by too fast. I know we probably yeah. haven't really touched on a whole lot. You know, I mean, you you had another. Can you quickly say what your other website is?
2: Uh, priceminer.com. Yes. Uh, priceminer is, is a smaller database with with all different tools, better tools, analysis tools, and we also create. Um, Oh, really? Yeah. So That's cool. Uh, one of the products that we sell through um, third parties are databases for people to use for free at public libraries.
1: Nice. That's great. Well, Will, uh, like I said, we ran out of time, and it's been a real pleasure. And thank you so much for joining us today. So this is Martin Willis with Rain Haynes and Will Sippel, and we're all signing off. While you
0: are on our website, antiqueauctionforum.com, please stop by the forum message board. Click on the community tab at the top of the menu bar, and you can join in on a topic, post your own website links, and do a lot more. Thanks so much for listening, and we hope you enjoyed today's show.